Welcome back to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm your host, Erin Harrigan, and I'm so thrilled to introduce this episode with my special guest, Shay Bynes, who is co-founder of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur and author of Grace Over Grind. I've been following Shay for a while. In fact, when I started my coaching journey back in 2018, her book and her devotional on the YouVersion app by the same title really sparked my interest, and it's why I've been following her and her podcast for quite a while. So it's quite an honor for me to have her on the show today. She has so much to share with us about working with God and what it means to allow him to truly lead the way. Here we go. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Redefining Hustle. I am just beside myself honored and excited to have Shay Vines as our guest today. Now, just to take you back a little bit, back in 2018, when God gave me the marching orders to start this kingdom coaching business and to really serve his ambitious daughters, one of the very first books and uh, version devotionals that I read was Shay's Grace Over Grind. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's speaking my language. So Shay, I am so excited to have you here today. Oh, I'm delighted to be here, Erin. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you that don't know, um, Shay is Chief Fire Igniter. She is a passionate storyteller, mentor, strategist. I love how she equips leaders to be catalysts in the marketplace and to do it from a place of Jesus leading. So Shay, tell us a little bit about um, why did you write Grace Over Grind originally? I know it's in its five-year edition, Yes, um, but what was the impetus for it? So I had this encounter with the Lord many, many years ago. This was probably 2013, early 2013. And I was in church And our pastor is giving a message based off of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Mm -hmm. Many people know that as a scripture where Jesus says, come to me, all of those who are weary and heavy laden. He talks about how he will give you rest. And he talks about how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's those scriptures. And I had heard those many times in my, you know, Christian upbringing. But this particular time, our pastor read it in the message and Mm I'd never heard it before. And it says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. And Aaron, um, <laughs> when I heard that, <laughs> yes, I, there were so many things that happened to me in that moment. It was almost like, First of all, it's like it hit me like lightning and water simultaneously. And then also I realized, okay, there's a gap. Even though I was in the beginning stages of this kingdom driven journey, I'm like, there's a gap between how I live and work and what I'm sensing is the invitation Mm. right Mm. here. 
So yeah. it was like, I was hearing that with over and over again, walk with me, work with me, keep company with me. And I was like, I'm not doing the with I'm, I'm for your glory. And yeah. I'm, you know, operating integrity and all of those things for the, for, for your glory and for the kingdom. But that with, Ooh. that's a next level that I'm not experiencing in a mm. deep and just intentional way. And so I knew that was an invitation from the Lord. And I was just like, Jesus, show me that. And so I started to live it. And after, and I was, I was living it, I was sharing it with the kingdom driven entrepreneur community. Cause this was in our very early days. Yeah. I didn't even know what a kingdom driven entrepreneur was when I started the movement. Let's be clear. This is a total <laughs> crazy God assignment. And as I was learning, I was sharing. And so after a handful of years, it had just transformed me so radically that I was mm -hmm. like, this is a book that has to be mm -hmm. released. Mm -mm -mm. So that's, that's where it came from. It came from the invitation from God that I had in that moment and then walking it out for years and realizing that it's so fundamentally changed my life that it, yeah. that I don't know, you can't be a kingdom driven entrepreneur and not operate in this way. No, no. I, I love that because uh, recently a friend of mine shared with me the message version of that. And, and the two pieces that I love are walk with me and work with me, right? Like we, like what you just said, like we're so we can be so intentional of walking with him, yes. but that working with him piece. And then the other piece that strikes me is the unforced yes. rhythm of grace, right? Because yes. that is not what the world tells us about working. No. And that's yeah. not how I learned entrepreneurship. No. Uh, it certainly wasn't my corporate life. So I come from the corporate background. So it was definitely a grind there. Although we didn't use that terminology, the atmosphere definitely was conducive sure. to it. When I learned entrepreneurship, which was on the bit was, was like side business while I was working my corporate job, that was the absolute dominant culture and language. Be on team, no sleep, get your hustle on, get your grind on. That's right. You, know, you got to make things happen and all the things. And so I was raised uh, yes. entrepreneurially in yeah. that culture. Yeah. Mm -mm. And it's still, I, the message is sh starting to shift, sure. but I will say this, which I'm really glad to see even in kind of like in the world's culture, we're starting to see, Oh, but like rest is important and stuff like that, but it's still subpar. Yeah. Because who's the source of rest? Who's the source of favor? Right. Who's the source of those rhythms? It's like, so there's, so it's like, it's, it's moving in the right direction and you know, but there's still so much there's so much more than just not overworking in terms of the number of hours, you know, yeah. it's like, that's the beginning of the conversation, but there's so much more, so much. So more. totally. So totally. It's one of the reasons for me, when I talk about redefining hustle, yes. it's like, I don't, I anti-hustle doesn't work for me. Like right. I know this because God made me right. The way yes. he's perfectly made us. So how do we do it in a way that we emulate Jesus? So I love how you talk about that because it is, yes, it is shifting, but it's not nearly where we would walk that out. I'm so curious for you to share, like, what is it, what did you see happen as you started to really walk out your grace over grind? Yeah. How did that change the way not only you did business, but how did it change in the way, like even you measured progress? Gosh, it changed everything. Okay. So in my very early days, to give a little bit of context, I didn't grow up in a church where we talked about the Holy Spirit. So I didn't even have that like real understanding of outside of my Sunday context, or if I have a problem, talk to God, you know, mm -hmm. and that he loved me, you know, I, that was kind of my context. And so this whole with and like, okay, this means that at any time and at all times, I have access to the one who created me and knows all the things. 
Okay. So if that's the truth, then what I need to do is I need to start having more business meetings with God. This is my first thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start having business meetings with God. I have read scripture for achievement. I have, you know, done the checklist, good Christian girl things, you know, and lived a pretty integrous life, but there's more. So what does this look like? And how do I invite, how do I accept the invitation from God to do business with him? So I started doing business meetings with God. And I started actually engaging in conversations instead of just like, here's my plans, Lord, please bless them. It was like, Lord, what's your heart concerning this business? What's your heart concerning these people? These are my priorities. And this is my to-do list. Cause I'm a to-do list girl. This yeah, is my to-do list. But what are your thoughts on my to-do list? Like I started engaging God yeah. and I started growing confidence that I heard him in a couple different ways. One was when I started, I started engaging the scripture differently. So instead of like, oh, I need to read the Bible in a year or read, read chapter a day or, you know, whatever, I started saying, I would just take this little piece of scripture and just be like, Holy Spirit, speak to me mm. as I read this scripture, like mm. make this come alive to mm -hmm. me in any context of my being. Right. And, and I started realizing like, oh, wait, there's like, there's something going on here. Like, mm. it's not just. I'm trying to read it and understand it. Like I'm having thoughts that are coming through. I'm getting, it's like, it's these words are, are coming to life in a way that they never have before. And so when I started then engaging God in questions related to business, as it relates, because Holy Spirit's best strategist ever, you Amen. know, father gives you his heart concerning things. We have the mind of Christ concerning all things. So, okay. If we have access to that and I engage you in questions, how do I know that I'm, that I'm actually hearing you? I'm going to be bold and courageous and I'm going to take a step. I didn't say a leap, mm. a step as if I believe that you said what you, that it was you who said what you said that I think you said, <laughs> right? I didn't know for sure, but how would I know unless I trusted that my sheep hear my voice. I am his sheep. He's still speaking. He leads and guides me in all truth. In him, I live. In him, I move. In him, I have my very being. If I believe these things, then I have to move as if I believe these things. Mm. Even when I'm a little uncertain, I need to move as if, right? Mm. Mm. And so I started doing that, Aaron, and the evidence was happening mm. as I was walking that out. Like, mm. I would see it's not always instant, and That's it's right. not always in the way you thought. That's right. Right? Yeah. But I would see evidence. Sometimes the evidence was internal. Sometimes the evidence was external, circumstantially. Sometimes it was a combination of both of those things. But I knew that I had fundamentally changed mm. how, I was, how I was moving. And mm. you said something, Aaron, about success, I think. He redefined success for me very, okay. very, very early on. And said, right. your faith plus your obedience equals your success. Mm. So all this manifestation of success that other people call success, like those external things, those are manifestations of success that that's the fruitfulness that comes in time, but you are already a success mm -hmm. operating in faith and obedience. And as a, someone who was a very achievement and performance driven in my, in my past, and I'm a, I'm a very like, yeah. I'm a driven, <laughs> I get it, like, go get it kind of person that fundamentally changed me mm -hmm. in a, in a really powerful way. Mm. It was very important for me too, because I have to like, cause I'm just like, Lord, am I, am I, am I, am I, do, are, are you pleased? Are right. you, I was in that space. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so as he was forming my identity and getting me stronger there and I'm walking this out, all these things are working together in this really beautiful mix of things. Mm -hmm. But he just foundationally changed me with a handful of truths that I just walked in faith with. I love everything that you're talking about and, and especially that taking the step, because I think sometimes we're like, was that me or was that you? And then right. we don't step. And the only way 
that step of trust, like that is the action and he will redeem right wherever we go. But I'm also curious, Shay, because I, I always say I'm a recovering driver's driver and achievement chaser, but God made me driven. God made, I'm a go-getter. I'm a to-do list girl. I'm a, if it wasn't on the list and I did it, I added on the list so I can check it off kind of girl. (laughs) Which I think next level. That's right. Right. Was it, talk to, talk to me about like, was it uncomfortable at first because you were so driven and such a go-getter? Were you kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I trust you, but this feels very different. Well, let me add some more layers of context and you'll know yes. the answer to that question yourself. I was a software engineer. So I was an engineer, very logic and analytical driven. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into project management, which is constant risk mitigation, always counting the cost always doing the things and knowing exactly what you have to manage and work with. That was my corporate on top of being achievement oriented. Okay. So all the layers, this idea of like following the leading of the Lord, moving in things that I cannot see as if, and all of that was very uncomfortable. Yeah. However, the foundational truths that, and I'm telling you when he, I root you in and he did this, it was such a gift right before this was September of 2012, I had such a beautiful encounter with God where he had me so rooted in the revelation of his love Mm. that what happened was all of my, all that need to know was like stripped to, Mm. you Mm. know, I don't Mm. know what this looks like, but my answer is yes. That's right. And I'm going to trust you. So Mm. it doesn't mean it wasn't uncomfortable. I'm still, I've been walking this life out for over a decade. I still have levels of discomfort because it just keeps, I'm like on grace over grind level 8.0 in my life right right now. So it's always, you know, it's always growing and stretching and all of those things. Yeah. But foundationally, I know that his love casts out my fear. Mm. I know that if I screw some stuff up, which I will screw some stuff up, that he will redeem it, restore it, all the good things, right? There's repercussions for things. I'm, I'm walking things out. I want to make sure that there's wisdom and, and, and some, sometimes wisdom doesn't look the same way as my old wisdom used to look. And I had to navigate those things in faith, right? I had to learn what it was like for peace to escape me versus Mm -hmm. always looking for peace to come upon me. I had to learn like how to walk this thing out really practically. Mm -hmm. And that took time. So therefore I had missteps, but I trusted that God was pleased with me because my heart was postured towards doing what he called me to do. And in the manner and at the rhythm and in the pace in which he's called me to do it, that was my heart. And then, so as a child, I just kind of took that posture. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you share that it's that it, even though it's uncomfortable, right. That, that we trust through that. And, and what I, what you were also just sharing is like being at like level 8.0, you know, he's constantly pruning, right. We know He's constantly peeling away the layers. I love to think of it as layers. Right. And then a new layer comes up and he's like, "Mm, there's still a little more of that. We got to get And, but that he is just so faithful to love us enough, more than enough, of course, to peel away those layers. And if we just lean in closer, if we just hold his hand tighter, that he will guide us through all of that. Yes. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that this, this, this has been, this has been the lesson, I guess, over the last three to five years is that as soon as this one, like we just live in the stretch because as soon as you walk through 
something that could have been challenging or whatever. You get the breakthrough and then God's elevating a next thing. Now you're presented with new things that you've never dealt with before. And so the way you navigated your grace over grind living is not enough for the new thing that's before you. Yeah. The new challenge, the new things that you didn't. So you had things, you had things in you that you never knew because you never had to know because it never was triggered or, or pushed on or whatever based off of what's going on. Right. And so it's, it's just one of those things of just, I'm just like, it's a wild and crazy and amazing adventure with God. And no Mm -hmm. matter which, which way and all the ways that it goes or whatever, the posture is to trust him, to trust walking in, in his, his rhythm at his pace and enjoy the peace and the favor and the goodness. And, you know, all of, all the things that come with it in the midst of challenge. That's right. In the midst of challenge. Yeah, for sure. Oh, but there's that. an ease to it. It's not easy, but there's That's an right. ease. But there's it. an ease. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think so often um, I have to, re- the Lord reminds me, like my peace is already in you. Yes. You don't have to go find the peace. It's already there. And I love that you said, right, there's an ease. It's not easy, but there's an ease to it. Yes. And for me, I physically feel when I'm really um, in his in his, in the center of his will, because there is a peace, it, there is an ease, there is a calm to it. Right. And that is complete opposite of what the world. Oh yeah. About this. Yeah. And how I would have been before even knowing Jesus. Yeah. Because because I'm operating like I'm the source. And so therefore I've got to figure all the things out. And so the burden is on me and I've got to, you know, I've got to, I've got to work so hard to make it happen and to please the people or to please God or whatever. Um, And it's just like, no, that burden. I mean, I'm co-laboring here. Like, (laughs) and I'm co-laboring and it's not an even, it's not an even thing here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. So it's just like, so the, the, the other fundamental truth was that God is a source and everyone and everything else is a resource. Mm. And when I hang tight to that and it's like, mm. ah, God is a source. It's like mm. every time that some kind of anxiety wants to try to raise this ugly little head, I'm like, ah, that's, that's not a sign of mm. my rest and ease and kingdom living in him. Yeah. Okay. So what's the lie I'm believing Lord, because I shouldn't be anxious about this. That's right. So what, so what's going on there? I want to align. I want to see, see how you see it. You yeah. know, I want to have your thoughts concerning it and align with that. So that anxiety has to bow because I, it doesn't belong here. That's but right. In my old life, I had anxiety about it. And I'm a pretty chill personality, but still it was just like the anxiety for something not going right or yeah. not going in the time that I want or something that just was beyond what I could figure out would be stressful. Yeah. And, and, seeing God move in like there's, there's ways I know that he's moved in your business that, that you could never have done on your own. Never, never. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Or I, or I could have tried, but I would have worn myself out completely and had to disengage from all the other things that are important in life in order to put That's in it. all the hours that right. would have been necessary for that to have happened. Yeah, 100%. Right. It's either one or the other, either it couldn't have happened or the only way it could have happened would have been to completely grind it out. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 So for those who are listening, who are like, Oh my gosh, I just want to live like this and work like this. Yeah. What, what's step one? 
I think step one is business meetings with God. Actually, I think step one is embrace the truth that yeah. he desires to work with you. Yeah. In all things. As a, I don't know if, if this is a, a show that specifically talks to women, but as a mom, as a wife, as all the roles, as all the things, as, as all the things yeah. that you show up in life as a business owner in all the areas that there's an invitation to yeah. walk in all of that with him. The father's heart with the mind of Christ and with the strategy and leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Like that's the invitation, right? Yeah. So walking that, I think accepting that is number one. And then two is to engage God differently in ways that you mm -hmm. haven't before. And mm -hmm. so for me, what it looked like and what I always share is around doing daily business meetings with God. Because if I'm wanting to invite God into this space of business, then just the way I'd have meetings with my COO or meetings right. with, you know, a staff member or whatever, I have a meeting, business meeting with God who actually- yeah desires to do business with me. So it's just like, so I start <laughs> engaging in that way. And that's a different way of engaging God and mm. building confidence in the way that he speaks to you, because that even is a process because the way sure. God speaks shows up differently in primary ways for different people. But how do you know, unless you actually build intimacy with God, right? right? Yeah. So those, those to me are the beginning stages really for anybody, regardless of what your mm. context mm. of faith, uh, bringing is, yeah. or whether you're oriented towards moving quickly or moving slowly. I mean, to me, those are the beginning stages for everybody. Yeah. He's going to meet sure. you where you are based off of your design. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a business, whether it's a ministry, whether it's nonprofit, yeah. like whatever it is. And going back to what you said, that he is the source and, and other people are the resources. Yes. That is the place to start with your business meeting yes. because he provides it all. That's it. He yeah. owns it all. He owns it all. Yes. And those oh. things that you don't know. Uh, uh, you and know so, it's funny. It's an understatement of the morning. <laughs> right. Exactly. I read, I can't remember where I read this, but maybe it was in a devotional, but it said something to the effect of like, God is in chapter 22 of your story. You're in chapter 15. He's already like taking things out of your way. He already knows what's going to happen seven chapters from now. I and mean, here, you know, we just not bound to, by this time in this right. moment. <laughs> that's exactly. Yes. That's exactly right. Oh, so good. Yes. So, um, the a couple of weeks ago, you yes. posted a "Come to Jesus" Facebook <laughs> post. I did, and um, I loved it because we see a lot of people who almost use God as their marketing plan or take scripture out of context or talk about wealth in a way that's really not aligned to him. Um, and it was a call really to coaches, consultants, et cetera, on, um, you know, how, how are we really stepping out and what are we really selling to the marketplace, I guess. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, um, what are we doing? Right. Is this, is this, a, is this a, a marketing niche for you? Yeah. Is yeah. this like, what is this? Right. Cause we're seeing a mix of all kinds of things going totally. on. Totally. And what yeah. I love, I just want to read this line, which I think sure. I feel it gave me so much like pause and peace at the same time, because I have a love hate relationship with social media. And you said social media feeds and email inboxes around the globe are bombarded by marketing and sales copy, targeting aspiring and current kingdom entrepreneurs in a way that cultivates a money driven atmosphere filled with money driven behaviors, all in the name of Jesus. Woo! Girl. Girl. I mean, I don't know. Cause I was looking at my email box and I'm like, yes, people are doing that. Um, what do we need to do differently? 
we need to really, I think a lot of this comes from there. I think it comes from a different, there's, there's different motivations. This could be a whole other, uh, I whole know we might have to do this topic. I will try <laughs> to narrow this down to a couple thoughts. Yeah. One fine. is that, and the reason why I said also in that post that I don't, I'm not, I don't judge people's yeah. hearts and intentions because I don't know what their hearts or intentions are, but there are two dynamics here at play. There is the ill intent of trying to capitalize on a niche because now the conversation around kingdom entrepreneurship is popular. You got folks who've never talked about this topic before who suddenly are like, oh, this is the ride. I want to ride the move of God in the marketplace. Right. And so you see like a lot of the evidence of their stuff will be it's, it's the exact same stuff as before, except toss a couple buzzwords in it, yeah. but literally their methodologies, their words, the way they engage, the way they sell, all of those things are completely in the world. They led in those areas before, they're leading in them now and just tossing a little Jesus on it, okay? Yeah. So yeah. you've got that aspect of things going on. And then you have others who truly believe like, oh, I believe God's called me to do this, but they don't know another way. And instead of operating like God is my source and everyone else and everything else is my resource, they're not seeking God or engaging God or partnering with God or listening to God mm -hmm. concerning how they engage people, mm -hmm. how they market, how they sell. There's a way that's aligned with the kingdom and there's a way that's not right. right. And so even if your heart's intention is to be aligned with God, if you don't get with God to get the alignment with God or have him point you to the source who can help you to point you to a resource that can help you, then you're out here sounding the same as the ones who have ill intentions. That's right. So for me, as someone who's like showed up 2012, when you couldn't even look up this phrase, kingdom entrepreneurship and find anything, <laughs> I've watched the trajectory of this mm -hmm. thing over the last decade plus, and definitely over the last three or four years, which is when the, everything really started, I'd say the last four years, things really started. And it's a beautiful thing because it's necessary. We need this conversation. This needs to happen in the marketplace, but it's also as much as I'm like, excited because that's the goodness of what's happening outside of the four walls of the church and seeing a move of God in the marketplace, our methods matter. Mm. And so the, so that's why there was a call to Jesus in the midst of it, because my prayer is that the ones who are well intended, but haven't gotten with the source mm. will mm. do so. And people who are in relationship with those who are either ill-intended or not, Will, who have relational equity will speak truth and bring some accountability to people that they have relationship or at least so a seed. Yeah. And then those who are ill-intended will be convicted by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And if not, they're the downfalls inevitably inevitably going to come because right. it's just in your, in your humility, you will be exalted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I just don't want to see a lot of people get hurt. Yep. In the process. And, um, the Lord gave me a dream about it. It was very profound. And I, I knew I couldn't, I couldn't be quiet about it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not wanting on what I see is we don't want people to get hurt by this because then they have a misconception of what God's role really is. Right. And yeah, coming we're back already to dealing with that said, issue in the church with all the people abandoning the church. Do we want to do that in the marketplace? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it was so refreshing um, I, and I loved in the middle of it, you were like, take a breath <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you know how it is. <laughs> it, it just, it was so beautiful. Um, so on the heels of that and on the heels of you saying like, you know, trust God, have the business, yeah. have the business meeting with God first. Right. Yes. What do you say to the women who they, they are clear that God has given them a mission in the marketplace, Yes, but they're so afraid to step out because they think, oh, I shouldn't monetize that or, 
oh, I shouldn't turn that into a business, even though they know that God is giving them some marching orders. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you want to be aligned with the God thing. I really want to encourage you not to be in fear. If God's called you to business, then there's a product and there is a, or there's a service and there is an exchange of that value for <laughs> with money. Yeah. That is business. If God has called you to business, then without apology, function in that business. That is you operating in an element of ministry, expression of God in the marketplaces through your business. Mm -hmm. If you are called to more of a nonprofit structure, traditional ministry structure, but happens to be marketplace focused or whatever, do that without apology, right? Yeah. It's all good because God's called people to show up in different ways to express in different there's, I mean, it's all needed. We're the mm -hmm. body of Christ. That's right. So I really want to encourage people not to get caught up. You be aware of your own heart posture yeah. and your own mindset and get with God. Don't worry about what other people are thinking about it. What does God think about it? And mm -hmm. then move off of that. So if you're in fear, then at, so what is it? His perfect love cast it out. So you go and get honest before God about all your fears that he already knows about, but tell him anyway, right. so that you can exchange the lies that are rooted in your fear for his truth and then move forward with courage, mm. right? So whatever the thing hang up is for anyone who's just like, I have something, but I'm just having a hard time moving is because there is a, there is a lie that's mm. exalting itself. You know, that God desires to just release truth that you can receive and then steward that by walking it out. So that's what I would encourage anyone to do is, yeah. is just be honest before God about all the things that's right. that, that you know are holding you back. And if you don't know what they are, ask him. He'll tell you what's holding you back. That's right. He'll point it out to you. He he'll already knows. If you don't know, he'll point it out. <laughs> you know, and it's it's glorifying God, right? Because we all have a part to play here. Yes. And the fact, going back to what you said earlier, that he invites us to work with him, that that is how he wants to be glorified. That's why that's how he wants to make kingdom impact. And you have a specific role that needs to be filled. And he chose you for that yeah. role. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So, awesome. so take that assignment and do it with, you know, do it with joy, do it in the discomfort, do it. And right. just because I'm telling you, it's the adventure of your life. I never thought I'd be doing what I am doing now. You couldn't go back to any vision board <laughs> of my past or, you know, like I, this was not, this was not the thing, but when right. I exchanged my dream for God's dream, I have never turned back. I have never regretted a day of the last 12, since the day I left my corporate job in 2010. So good. So good. So the last thing that I want us to chat about is uh, the book. So why did you decide to do a five-year edition? Yeah. Um, we'll have all of the links, by the way, everybody, down in the show notes. But tell us what's different about this one, too. Yeah. So there's kind of three reasons why I did a fifth anniversary edition of this book. The first was because after I released the first one, as I was getting um, – questions or comments, whether it was some people who meant will be mentored through the kingdom driven entrepreneur community, or just readers who just like sent messages or questions. I was noticing some trends mm. of some similar things that people were struggling with getting stuck with. Mm. And so I knew that eventually I was going to, um, 
release those in a book. I did create a course, literally, not even, not even as another income stream, literally, because I'm like, I got to have a way to answer these people's questions. So I put something together, but I knew that that wasn't my intent was that I really wanted to make sure that those things were in a book. So I knew that was one thing. Second, I'd been walking it out for another five years and I'd learned some things yeah. that I wanted to make sure that I could include because it brings that next level of value from that from my walking it out sure. to the conversation. And then thirdly, the reason I did it in the fifth anniversary is five representing grace. It felt like a perfect time frame to really honor what God's done with this message. I mean, my goodness, my life completely changed after releasing the, the, the first of this book. That's when God did some wild stuff that I could not have done on my own. Mm -hmm. And so it's like to honor that year five, um, I thought that was good timing. So that's pretty much the reason why I did fifth anniversary expanded edition and it does it has all the goodness from the first one but i mean you you've read both right yeah. so you yeah. could you tell me like you i must I, when you read this you caught the upgrades between uh the five-year edition five-year-ago edition and the in the expanded edition yeah i mean to me what i love is what what i picked up on and what you just said which is and here's how shay's been walking it out yeah you know, like that level that added a level of practicality. Yes. For me, um, because I always want to know when I'm reading someone's book, if it's, you know, a practical book like yours, um, I want to know that they're walking it. Yes. You know? And still walking it. And still walking it. Right. right. So because like shared in the first one, but shared it more in the second and other people's stories it, too. Right? <laughs> like that's the piece that for me brings it home. That's like, okay, yeah. I'm not alone in this. Right. I'm not crazy. Right. Like they're going through these things too. Yes. Um, and and that is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. It was yeah. actually fun to be able to tell the testimony of what God did after releasing the first mm -hmm. one in this one. Yeah. That the, the actual, I mean, there was many ways that the goodness of God has been expressed through my business journey. But it was really cool to be able to take the very message that was released and him using that message, literally that book, Right. To then have another really awesome God story that then I'm able to tell within this one, which I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody get down in the show notes, go get your copy of Grace Over Grind and definitely follow Shay. Um, Shay, as we finish up, um, is there anything that you feel like the Holy Spirit's putting on your heart that you haven't said that you need to leave? Um, not that I haven't said, just something to reiterate uh, yeah. again, which is that. This is not, actually, I didn't say this. It's not only an invitation. It is an invitation to do business, to do all things with God. It is an invitation. However, it is also what you're called to mm -hmm. as a believer, mm -hmm. right? And so one of the differences between when I wrote the first book and the second one is, in the first one, I had revelation of its invitation, which mm -hmm. I had said yes to. Mm -hmm. By the time I wrote this expanded edition, I had a revelation of not only is it an invitation, but it is what I'm called to. Yeah. And so there's a difference. And the, and the invitation is awesome and it's beautiful, but I want you to also know you've been designed, you've been called right. to do life with God, not just for his glory, doing things in your own way, in your own strength, or even, even doing good things in your own strength. But his glory is revealed when it's with him. That's right. In him. And so we're called to it. And it's also a, the most beautiful invitation to say yes to. Oh, so good. Thank you for thank you for expanding on that. Absolutely. Because I think sometimes like the invitation is there, but really like 
what you've been designed for is the foundation. Yes. We got to, we got to hold on to that. Yeah. That's it. So yes. Good. Invited and called. That's right. <laughs> Invited and called. Shay, thank you so much for being my guest today. It has been such an honor. Thank you for having me. It's fun. Yep. Everybody go check the show notes and go get your copy of the book and I'll see you on the next episode. Do you believe that God has a purpose for your business, but you're not sure how, or maybe you're a little afraid to actually let him lead? The right coaching that combines biblical truth and business principles with a personalized approach can help you break free from the overwhelm and overachievement that you're feeling so that you can walk out his assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. And that's what I do. Let's explore how I can help you tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to grow your business and impact. Schedule your 15-minute discovery call with me today at erinharrigan.com slash discovery call or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, pursuing success as a Christian woman this week. Pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.